0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Learning with Lex. Um, I'm super excited to start our second episode and actually dive much deeper into some dance history this week. We are going to learn about ritual dances, um, specifically in the African culture. And now when I say the African culture, I would like to specify that that is not necessarily one culture that should be bundled together, but we are actually going to learn um, about a few very specific subcultures in the African country, as Africa is very consistent in being diverse. Um, So uh, first off, I'm going to give you a little information about what ritual dances um, actually are, some characteristics about them. And then I'm going to dive deeper into the first reading, which is African Dance, Divine um, Motion, and talk about both what I read about and also what we talked about in class. Um, Then I'm gonna talk about the second reading from this week, Performing Trauma, the Ghost of Slavery in Yoruba Music and Ritual Dance. And I'm gonna talk about again, what I read and what I took away from it and also what we discussed in class. Um, I hope you find this podcast to be super helpful in understanding more about ritual dances. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. Um, So first off, ritual dance is um, a form of communication that was often used in African communities. Um, it is said to have been celebrating both the living and also the dead at times. There are many celebratory ritual dances that can be done. Um, for example, this can be like, um, celebrating marriages, celebrating births. There were fertility dances. There were also dances to help make their crops, uh, more abundant and, um, just in different regions different communities would have different celebratory dances. Um, This ritual dancing can also be connected to religion um, and there's lots of repetition that you will find in ritual dances. They can last for hours and hours and even several days. Um, They find it to be very important to repeat the process over and over again and be like as authentic as possible. These ritual dances are also often passed down through the communities. Um, Many children the second they're able to uh, start learning these rituals will begin learning and being passed down the history. Um, So again, this preserves the history and also creates a sense of community um, in these different cultures. The specific movements that you'll find in ritual dance are often very accessible, very simple movements because um, they want it to be able to be done by everyone in the community, um, normally specifically the males, but all the males in the community, and also to be able to be done by children since they start learning it at such a young age. Um, There's a lot of storytelling that goes through these ritual dances, And there's a lot of natural rhythmic movements that you will find also in these. So that was a good overview on what ritual dances are. I would now like to move into the first reading, African Dance, Divine Motion. I really appreciated how um, the author of this article decided to start it. They started by quote, I'd like to say, one of the best ways to break out of cultural biases is to experience another people's culture. Um, I think it's very important to understand the difference between cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation. Um, This is often a very tricky, um, there's a tricky uh, trying to figure that out, like the line between, it's not, the most clear, but it is something that I think as dance historians we should try our very hardest to understand, and we should try our very h- hardest to vocalize this to other people to understand what it is because the lack of understanding that cultural appropriation is so prevalent um, is quite sad and it's, you know, it's disrespectful to these cultures. They should be getting, well, they should be appreciated, not appropriated. So, To break that down a little more, um, some ways that the author talked about appreciating culture would be if you're not able to, you know, physically go to where the culture is, their country or um, their little town or whatever it is, if you're not able to dive into the culture yourself, then you should try to really research the culture. You should try to take classes by someone who is properly trained or has been in the culture themselves, um, someone who is appropriate to be teaching you, um, learn from them and learn to appreciate it and really give credit to that culture if you find any inspiration from it at all. Um, I just think that's so important as a dancer and as a dance historian and as a person and uh, I just wanted to mention that before I dived into the rest of the reading because I um, I just really appreciated that that's how that reading started off with The author then starts by explaining um this living power called Ashi, which is Activated by and through the embodiment of a divine universal force according to the reading um And for Yoruba, specifically, this movement um, is the vehicle through which the divine nature in each person can be expressed. Also, according to the reading, Um, many African um, societies believe that when they dance or they strike a specific movement or a specific pose, They are standing in the image of their ancient divine fathers. It's a lot of um, ancestral worship dancing. Um, Also, I would like to point out from this reading, uh, African traditional views um, would be that the body is revered as a combination of spirit, emotion, and motion. Um, And I just think that's beautiful that they don't separate the the mind and the body, they're thinking of it all tying together and all being expressed into their movement. Um, As I stated earlier, uh, ritual dancing focuses a lot on repetition. um, And this article mentioned that as well, uh, how repetition is so important in feeling how authentic the movement is. And it is not for achieving perfectionism in any way, but it is repeated so it feels organic organic, and it feels like you were just celebrating or whatever it is that the culture was focusing on at that time whatever the ritual dance um, uh, intention was is just really being expressed through the body. Um, I also want to point out from this reading that um an artist pablo picasso was very influenced by african art um and of course pablo picasso was incredibly famous one of europe's most famous artists um and i just think it's important to state how influenced he was from african art um and then also another example of african dance uh transferring to the americas was the nigerian dance shika surfaced in the americas as the shimmy, which i would assume this is a form of appropriation um but uh yeah um let me see if there's anything else i would like to mention oh i i said this earlier i took from the reading um this reading mentioned that Africa is consistently diverse. Um, I thought that was a great quote uh, because, again, like I stated earlier, um, Africa is, again, so diverse, There, but a lot of times we just get, maybe we get overwhelmed by it or don't want to break it down or I don't know why, but African culture gets bundled into just one label African culture but there's so many subcultures um to learn and to really break down and uh they're all so very specific and have their own movement um and I don't know it's just beautiful how diverse the country is and how there's so much to learn about it and so much um that has just been passed down and so much history uh it's just a lot. Um, the reading also briefly mentioned Catherine Dunham, um, how she worked in Haiti. Uh, it also mentioned um, other artists uh, like Pearl Primus and Chuck Davis, who contributed to having an African presence in the American dance scene. And that is all I'm going to discuss from the first reading. We will now move into the second one. This second reading again is called Performing Trauma, The Ghosts of Slavery in Yoruba Music and Ritual Dance. This reading was very, very specific with um, factual details and um, went into the history of Yoruba quite in depth. Um, I think instead of going through all this in depth like the article did, I would rather go over some main points that stuck out to me from this reading. The first one being that Africans appear to discuss slavery in a more metaphorical or unclear manner, um, often through singing and their dancing. Um, By doing so, they are protecting those that feel ashamed of slavery while maintaining memories of the past with all its imperfections. Um, So often instead of documentation in any way, they would rather, again, create these dancing, singing, um, performances that would express their memories and it would be passed down through their youth. Um, These performances were often also very therapeutic, very healing. Um, They were used to remember, of course, but also to move past what they had gone through. Um, as we talked about in class, these dances are about bringing together the past, present, and the future. Um, and they're a way for future generations to embody what their ancestors went through. Um, they're, uh, they're a way to um, to really connect the communities together and to reenact what happened so it will not happen again um that is about all i will go through for this reading um so just some final points again to think about ritual dances were you really used as a form of communication um they were used in celebratory manners uh they were passed down through generations which helped preserve the history of these different cultures Um, And there was a lot of storytelling that went through these ritual dances, and the movement, again, was very accessible um, for everyone to be able to learn, and um, that's about it. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Learning with Lex, and I will catch you guys next week. Thank you.